Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Dark Woods by Richard Sanger. Bedtime, lights out and book dispatched to the landslide on the floor, along with toy cars and hockey cards. I lie beside my son in the dark, the two of us looking up, heads on one pillow, reviewing the places we've been or want to go. Ox Tongue Lake, the Rockies, Timbuktu. The best times of year to be there, the fall, the monsoons. We sip each place name and sigh in agreement, our little talk fading to reverie, to silence as, half a block away, the Dundas streetcar clatters to a stop, disgorging its cargo of partygoers. And slowly, slowly, he begins our nighttime ritual, intoning the words of an old poem about the woods and the snow. It's November in a little bedroom in downtown Toronto, and next door I know in the rooming house the men are getting ready to go out to their dishwashing jobs on Spadina Avenue. We lock our bicycles to the same poles and at night sleep within feet of each other, separated only by the plaster and timbers of these hundred-year-old row houses, our dreams swelling in separate compartments and never meeting. Everything I think I know about them could be wrong. It's November, and on this side of the wall, we look forward to the snow, listening to the words of an old poem that, for all I know, embodies everything our neighbors wish to flee. That quaint image of the puzzled horse stopping by those snowy woods, which someone owns, recalling nothing so much as the pictures on the maple syrup tins we buy. Or would they recognize those woods as the same that the poet Han Shan took refuge in on Cold Mountain? And the little horse, the pale descendant of a Mongol stallion? Whoever owned these woods will have sold them, and they've probably built a subdivision there or a retirement community with two car garages, hedges, and scrawny transplanted trees. And in the woods that are left, it's not horses or harness bells, but skidoos and their roar that will disrupt the evening and the sleep of all the little creatures tucking in, the acrid smell of those engines lingering to remind us just how much the poem leaves out. And yet the words follow one another as sure as footsteps and he recites them with such tenderness, such trust, the simple incantation draws me in. And I know for the seventh time in his short life, he's imagining the snow arriving spinning in the air outside his window, falling on the ledge and on the boughs of the pines and cedars in those dark woods the poem can't stop telling us about. Halfway through my life, I find myself in the dark with this little boy beside me. There are so many things I don't know as I attempt to guide him through the world. I might as well be lost in some dark forest, clad in mammoth furs like a primeval hunter-gatherer who clutches an infant to his breast for warmth, murmuring this tribal spell to allay and contain the shadows growing amongst evergreens. Who sleeps next door? What weather will the sky tomorrow bring? Why does that man have pale blotches on his face? What will we eat? I don't know. I can't know. 
All I can do, the sum of my knowledge, is whisper the next word if he falters. Next door, there's a wheeze and a cough. The floorboards creak. The streetcar starts up. And through the snow we're looking forward to, we march on. One simple word at a time. A smile in his face at the thought of it. His little hand letting go of mine. Miles to go. Miles to go. And he's asleep. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.